Bueller, 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 Bueller. Good morning. Tip, tip of the cap to tip of the tip. Be- cat, just the cat, just cats. Cats, cats, cats. Tip. Tip of the cap. Terry Wilson. He's gonna throw. Conrad. Touchdown, Kentucky. Touchdown, Kentucky. Victory, Kentucky. Like, give your fans what they want. You dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. Rubbish. There's buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeed. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable... What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Thursday to you. June 30th, 2022, the last Kentucky roll call of June. The worst three-month stretch of the year. Month number one of that stretch done. Well, after today. Hope everybody is having a great start to their Thursday. Remember, it can only be a great start. If you started at Thornton's, pop on in, get yourself some gasoline, save money with the Thornton's Refresher Rewards app, get some coffee, get some donuts, get a breakfast sandwich. Oh, and maybe $10,000 cash with their summer cash back. <coughs> Download the app. It's all right there. Easy peasy. And they're going to give away a 2022 Chevy Tahoe at the end of this thing, at the end of summer, uh, $10,000 each week. So even if you don't win this week, well, you got like, Eight more before this event's over. So plenty of chances to win when you download the app. We got a full house today. It took intern Jacob about two days to figure out what took uh, old Scooter Dingus 18 months. We have him on the video call. Roush getting ready for a trip to Ohio for 4th of July weekend. So the gang not together. But intern Jacob, how are you, buddy? Mike's not working there, Jacob. Oh, man. Just it was, it was before the show. I don't know what happened. Yep. Yep. He uh, he blew it. Okay. Well, Justin, throw it to you then. How are you, buddy? You sound I'm, great. I'm, I am great. I appreciate you, th- you complimenting me. Uh, I am basically $500 richer today. Um, so that, that makes me feel good. Yeah, there's a little bit of echo on Jacobs because he forgot not to mute himself after me telling him two minutes ago to do just that. Nick Roush, we're going to talk about the producer wars. Very excited about that. Nick, how are you, buddy? Jacob, sorry, you got lost in the rotation. I can't. Yep, yep, you got to go back to the end of the line, buddy. I I apologize. Back of the bus. Roush, I'm I'm doing very well. I got a good night's sleep. Uh, Refreshed, ready to roll. The only thing I'm missing to start my day is some Thorntons. So. Make sure you don't miss out on that. It's 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 a great time. I hope that uh, there's a, a lot of us today that are getting a little KRC in, finishing up the work week, and then doing a four day weekend. This this feels like a good good opportunity for a four day weekend getaway. TJ, 
I know a lot of people doing kind of a four-way sort of sort of thing. I'm I'm golfing this afternoon. Luckily, instead of golfing when it was low 80s earlier this week, I'm really going to get in the heat of it today around four o'clock. Uh, but it's better than than working, I suppose. And I don't know if, if I may have to go in for. It won't be a full day tomorrow. I can at least guarantee that. So <laughs> excited, excited for that. Excited to get out on the links this afternoon. All right, intern Jacob, you get you get one more chance here, buddy. Can you hear can you hear me now? Oh, we can hear you. We certainly can. You can? Yeah. Were you alive for the can you hear me now thing? That that feels like a, a little dated. Definitely not. I don't but think you, so. Do you, I'm doing you good though, know. TJ. How you doing? Do, doing well, thanks. You do you not know what the can you hear me now bit is? I don't think so. Okay. Yeah. You'd probably be probably before your time. Okay. Well, let's get into what Justin brought up because it, it may have not been necessarily the news of yesterday, but it was kind of the news of yesterday. Producer Wars and Justin Kalen just swings the gauntlet. If you didn't listen to the Mike Rutherford show, and I know a lot of UK fans didn't, from three to six, it's it's good. It, you know, you get the laughs from Trevor, regardless of which fan base you, you root for. Uh, they have an intern, Jacob. Her name is Foxy Jenny or Jenna. J- J- Justin, which one is it? Jenny. Jenna. Jenna yeah. Jenna. Yeah. I told I told Jacob about her this morning. I was like, he should probably pursue that girl. Little, little intern love. It's a little creepy. <laughs> I'm looking favorite. out for Jacob's best interest. Are we? Are is it? Are we big X matchmakers now? Yeah. Why the, not? The intern love connection. I do the a simple fix with the echo would just be to shut the producer door. Uh, for for starters, YouTube, that might be a good call there. YouTube goobers. Um. Now that all being said, she seems like she's having a blast, doing a great job, and she takes probably more shots at Trevor than anybody else, and even took a little pot shot at old Mike Rutherford yesterday. So intern jenna doing doing some good work over there in the afternoon but that wasn't the story of yesterday the story of yesterday was justin kalen boldly not not just suggesting it telling trevor with the addition of amoni bates and justin would later go on to say it didn't even matter what bates did eastern michigan the emus will win more basketball games next season than the Louisville Cardinals. He's so confident about it. Justin Kalen put down 500 big ones. Wow. On Twitter, that's a couple months' salary. That's a cut. That, that's like, that's, <laughs> you know, we get paid every two weeks. So that's like, carry the one. That's nine or 10 paychecks at the old Big X Sports Radio studios. Justin, what do you have to say for yourself? I have to say that Trevor was clearly not thinking yesterday. It was a wacky Wednesday. I truly have no idea. The, I was not even going to even do anything remotely close to this. But when he brought up, I'll bet anyone who wants to do it, $100, right, Louisville wins more game than Eastern Michigan. I had to hop on that. And, and I don't want just to $100. I, I want a good paycheck. Like you said, TJ, I want two months of big X paychecks, not $100. So, what a, so what it, Trevor, that's going to be easy. For what it's worth, he didn't say – it wasn't a $100 bet. He said the next if you if you text in 
EMU to the Thornton's text line and, and they win more games than U of L next season, I'll pay you a hundred dollars. So it wasn't <laughs> even like he gets a hundred dollars if it didn't happen with the Thornton's text line. He was handing it out like candy. And then in just classic and, and again, we're gonna get to some other topics. We've got more to get to on today's show. I promise you that. But in classic Trevor fashion, Mike Rutherford's like, ah. Eh, I don't know. Like, and Trevor was like, you think we're going to win more games than we did last year, right? And Mike was like, eh, it's not a guarantee. I mean, I think we probably do, but like, it may not be a ton more games than we won last year. And Trevor, God love him. No, there's no way. Absolutely no way. So everybody listening in radio land on the edge of their seats. All right. He's going to explain to us why U of L will win more than what they win last year, 13 games. Oh, it was bad. It wasn't not 12. Yeah, 12 or 13, somewhere in that ballpark. And we're, we're about to – he's going to give us some reasons. He's going to give us some good sports radio, X's and O's. And, of course, you know, uh, obviously, that's that's not coming. And not that even winning more games than last year is the bet. The bet is are they going to win more games than Eastern Michigan. But neither here nor there, of course, in Trevor's brain. No, not a not a bit of analysis. No, we they, we can't be worse than we were last year. Last year was one of the worst years. That was maybe the worst year in UVA basketball history. There's no way they could be as bad as the team was last year. Waiting for analysis is why that is. Crickets, crickets, crickets. You'll be waiting much longer. He didn't address the fact that UVL quite literally has one point guard. And really, as far as we know, one ball handler. Uh, we would assume some other guys are going to be able to handle the ball a little bit. We'll have to wait and see. Well, they have a- uh, Master P's kid, you know. Yeah, but well, you know, we'll see. Will he be able to do that against ACC defenses? And I was trying to think of a P Diddy quote real quick, but couldn't do it. That's yeah, I, uh, it's Master P. But either way, I don't I don't know Master P songs either. Uh, oh, that's, but that's, that's good that I couldn't think of a P Diddy quote then. Uh, <laughs> and then they, they've got a front court of players that isn't better than last year. I just think not having Malik Williams is probably addition by subtraction for starters. That being said, it wasn't very good last year, and you've got no proven commodities. Sidney Curry, who played limited minutes until the Chris Mack situation. And then he started playing more at the end, did some okay things, but was not a very good defender. You're bringing in Brandon Huntley Hatfield, who I like, I think is a good addition, but he's unproven. It's a, it's kind of guessing that he's going to be able to take that next step. They brought in some okay freshmen, but you're asking, you're going to be asking some like four-star freshmen to have a major five-star impact on a team that can put a freshman in a pretty tough spot. It's not a good situation for Louisville. They are going to stink next season. Unless they get a mystery reclassification or maybe DJ Wagner surprises everybody and reclassifies. Crazier things have happened. Nobody's talking that. Nobody's saying that's a plan. Nobody's even suggesting that that could happen. But maybe Payne has something up his sleeve. But as it stands right now, it is... It's as bad as U of L roster that I can ever remember. And, I, and I'm not saying that as a rivalry thing. I'm saying that truthfully. It is it stinks. I don't know who their shooters are. I don't know outside if L. Ellis were to get hurt, and even that being like your primary point guard yeah. option is not good. But no even if, if something were to happen to him, Roush, then you're like Zan Payne at that point is running the show. That's again, this is not a joke. So it's a 
it's a really bad situation. And I think most U of L fans are willing to give Kenny, all right, you know, we weren't expecting huge things year one. Of course, I think the transfer portal should change expectations and goals forever moving forward with college basketball and even to some degree college football. Uh, not in a one-year situation, but it should speed it should speed up timelines. The idea is you need to give guys a lot of time anymore. I just don't think it's true if you're a good program and you know how to operate the transfer portal. But they're going to stink, Roush. And I, I Louisville fans seem to be okay with it, but I know deep down it's like, man, we haven't really been able to get excited about a season since 2017. Uh, they had that they had a good start in 2019, 2020, but. It's been a bit since they've been able to really let their hair down and get excited and, and dream big that there will be no big dreams this year. The bar has been so much lower. Trevor just wants to make the tournament. Now he's betting whether or not they're going to win more games than Eastern Michigan, and you know he's nervous about it because he had no rationale to explain the bet. So it's uh, tough times continue. Yeah, that um, I, I know that we're not supposed to be trying to put Louisville – like trying to say, oh no, they'll be good, but I really don't even know how to try to to back up our our, our old producer because there isn't th- there's nothing on paper that says they should be better just because they got a new coach. Um, Jeff Pagas, when he came in, there was a little bit of life, but that was just the post. You got rid of the guy you hated, Bob. There wasn't anything that actually changed to make them better on the basketball court. And so, Justin, I'd just like to go ahead and say congrats, buddy. That was a – this might this could end up being one of your most profitable, wisest decisions ever. I mean, they say it's a, that you're a lucky guy. I don't think it's luck. I think you're just – you're putting yourself in positions to succeed. I mean, in this situation, I'm definitely putting myself in a position to succeed. I will have you all know this is my biggest bet ever. Prior to this one, my biggest bet ever was 400 bucks. So I upped the ante to five. Wow. And yeah, Roush, I'm feeling good about it. And it's and it's not so much about – it is about Louisville going to be garbage next year. I, I think that as well. But Eastern Michigan plays in a cake conference. I mean, they're gonna they're playing teams that they're going to get wins over easily some nights. Yeah. Whereas well, Louisville is in an ACC, which is down. It's not been great over the years. But EMU schedule is way easier than Louisville's. I, I I just got into the conversation on our group text, so I didn't know the specifics of the bet till this morning. I thought it was going to be who makes the tournament or not, uh, because that, that 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 could be tough. That that will be tough for the Eagles, but winning more games, even if they, I, I tried finding a schedule, and you know, college basketball schedules don't get finalized till much closer in the season. Uh, but we do have some UK basketball scheduling news we'll have to discuss. Uh, but I. Uh, it should be easy to rack up wins. I mean, they would have to go through a gauntlet in the non-conference, but Amani Bates is going to win them 12 conference games easily. I mean, even if they're just blase, the Mac, Mac, Mac's fun, but it's not, it's not known for its basketball prowess. We, we enjoy it for the football comedy, but basketball, they had the, the one kid from Ohio a couple of years back. You get like those one hit wonders. Bates is going to be that one hit wonder in the Mac where, uh, he probably ends up doing well, being the one-man show, doing whatever he wants, averaging 20 points a game or something like that, uh, probably taking him to the tournament if, if they can get enough supporting cast. Uh, I, I did find it uh, entertaining, though. Had no idea. I had not heard Stan Heath's name in 15 years. Had no idea he was coaching basketball. Uh, the, the, the guy in between 
I think he was in between Pelfrey and Mike Anderson at Arkansas. Uh, but a good old JP Sports uh, name from the past, blast from the past. Uh, as much as Trevor wants to dump on him, it, it's not going to be hard for Eastern Michigan to surpass Louisville's win total from last year. And like you said, TJ, I, it, it's going to – you would expect Louisville to get better if Kenny Payne brought in a bunch of dudes, but he's – he hasn't. He just hasn't. You, 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 we expected that, but that hasn't happened, and that's why um, Louisville fans, the, the honeymoon might not be lasting as long as we expected once he got hired by the Cards. Yeah, I first off been surprised that he has he he whiffed on pretty much everybody in the transfer portal. I know the NCAA cloud could potentially be playing a factor in all that, but they 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 got one guy that they really kind of went after. And besides that, they were having a tough time getting guys to even visit. Um, they had a couple of guys that were scheduled to visit that ended up committing elsewhere before the visits. That, that That's alarming. I, I would think Kenny Payne would have at least enough relationships and connections out there to to get a few people on board, to get Which a few is, folks signed up. And he even said a few weeks ago, well, maybe now it's been a month or a month and a half at this point, but he was like, I, you know, we're, I, our roster's good right now, but it's going to be special when we add a few more pieces that he was talking about or something along those lines. So uh, he, he swung and missed. And I do need to say, I know nothing about Eastern Michigan. I'm assuming they're going to stink. I'm not a believer on Bates. I think he's super talented, but uh, clearly he's not as good as people thought he was going to be. And Same. maybe the Eastern Michigan destination will be humbling for him and he'll start putting it together. Maybe he'll never even end up playing a game for Eastern Michigan. Or maybe by December he'll he'll leave the program. I don't know. Uh, Eastern Michigan could totally and completely stink, but I just I don't I don't expect a lot of wins for for U of L. Uh, they did get a gift by getting Maryland in the ACC Big Ten Challenge. Maryland was a team that they beat last year, even with stinking, and I would imagine that U of L. Uh, could win that game. I think it's at U of L, but could be wrong about that as well. But that's that's sort of a gift. But besides that, ACC they'll struggle. They'll lose to Kentucky, obviously. And I'm looking forward to that game in December. But yeah, an update on producer wars: a $500 bet between Trevor Kelsey and Justin Kalen. Who wins more games, Louisville or Eastern Michigan in basketball next season? And that's going to be really fun for us just to follow along throughout yes. the year. Roush, we'll have UK to talk yeah, about uh -huh. each and every week, and we'll have all these different games and whatnot. But we will be keeping an eye. I don't know when oh. action normally plays. Probably like Monday and Fridays or something like that. I'm going to have to set up Eastern Michigan Apple Arts on my phone, though. I will. That, oh, that's going to be great. <laughs> we, Justin, if you win, we'll be your biggest cheerleaders all, all season, but you'll have to take us to lunch with the winnings. Absolutely. No question. Man, we'll, we'll, I, we'll I'm, keep it a humble lunch. I'm really disappointed that they don't have a similar basketball court to their football field. Have you ever seen Eastern Michigan's football field? I have. They uh, I'm not crazy the, about the, it. the factory where they've they've got like the gray steel looking floor. Oh, that would have been funny if their basketball court was like it. They did. Um, they they used to have the old school the basketballs kind of um, you know that would take up the center like the top of the key. That was pretty popular in the 90s. They used to have that look. They took it out. I, I don't – no wonder they haven't been good in years and had to go back to Stan Heath. Like, you take the basketball out, it really classed up the joint. Well, yeah. I, you, some of the old courts in the 90s and early 2000s that – Just 
people really outsmarted themselves. They had a good thing going and they, and they ruined Mm -hmm. it. Uh, Let's while we're on basketball, let's move the conversation over to UK Roush. You mentioned it there briefly. We know Kentucky's sec opponents, classic KRC curse. I feel like we talked about this on Monday or Tuesday and sure enough, we, we got them. We named several of them, but we did not name all of them. And ultimately, Roush, I, I think it's a pretty favorable SEC schedule. Mm-hmm. We don't know the order of these games or when or where. I'm sure at some point there's going to be a tough stretch for Kentucky where we'll look at the schedule and say, ooh, if you can come away two and two or three and two in that stretch, that would be pretty impressive. We don't know the order of the games, but Roush, we do know the opponents. We do. And it was what we alluded to um, earlier this week where as much as some of the fans want to complain about the home schedule, you're going to have Tennessee, Arkansas, and Auburn come to Rupp Arena this year. Um, pretty good teams. Pretty good basketball teams. I doubt they'll do the thing, TJ, where they stack them all together. But you're right. There will certainly end up being a stretch where uh, it will be difficult. But you got these guys at home. Uh, Arkansas is a consensus kind of top five preseason team nationally. Auburn will be top 25. Tennessee will be top 25. So, um, and as much as it seems like the SEC, especially when the league was really down, uh, they had to, those two rotating home and home teams felt like they were always putting Kentucky up against whoever was the supposed to be the next best team. Uh, one of those is Georgia this year. I don't think that's going to be the case. I know, uh, Mike White brought a bunch of transfers into Georgia to try to rebuild that thing quickly, but get, getting that as a team you play twice, that, that, that should be a gift. Those should be not two nice, easy wins. But all in all, I like it. I'm glad uh, you're going to get Arkansas and Auburn at home uh, because as much as Trevor liked to say that Kentucky and Texas A&M were a budding rivalry, feels like the the Arkansas, it's not quite to the 90s level yet, TJ, but there is a, a lot of animosity there bet- between both fan bases, and uh, they, that game seems like it's it's gotten some more juice in uh, in recent years. Yeah, I'll be interested in that Arkansas game. I, I will. I'll. I think I'll lean towards. I'll want UK to have the sec- the second home game to mm-hmm. go on the road to Arkansas first, just in case if something does happen in Fayetteville, it'll be a tough game, and Arkansas should be a good team then UK may have a little revenge factor, just a little added juice for the return game if that were to happen. Love the love the schedule. And I think you also need to add the LSU Murray State Racers as an intriguing home game. People are going to want to see that. And no, it's not hateable Will Wade anymore. But Mac McMahon, he will be bringing in a ton of – we thought we were going to get that Murray State-Kentucky game for the first time ever in the NCAA tournament. <laughs> but that, that's, a, that's a fun little home game, and I'm happy that UK won't have to go to Baton Rouge. That's a place that's been troublesome to Calipari. But the home schedule, yes, I love it. Tennessee, that's a huge game. Auburn, that will be a huge game. Arkansas will be a huge game. LSU is intriguing. Florida is intriguing. I love that A&M is at home and there's no return game to A&M because that would be a tricky game. This should be Buzz Williams' probably best team that he's had at a and I'm not, I'm not, I don't know if that means it'll be a top 25 matchup necessarily, but it'll, it'll be an intriguing game. You're right. People forget that Mike White, the Florida, the former Florida coach is now taking over at Georgia. Uh, that will be a game you'll get to see at Rupp Arena and then Vanderbilt, but it's Vanderbilt. You'll take the easy win and, uh, you'll get on with your your life that may be one of those like 
hey, you know what? The Vanderbilt tickets are up arena, aren't too expensive. Should we go to that game? And then you end up going and you're having fun. And then UK plays like kind of sleepy basketball for 30 minutes, but they end up winning by 12. We've all been to that game before. It's a great time. <laughs> One's on the road, Roush. This is the real story for me. Playing Georgia on the road. Mwah. Playing Missouri on the road. Mwah. Playing Ole Miss on the road. Kiss. Playing Vanderbilt on the road. Kiss. Even Mississippi State on the road. Yeah. I'll throw that one in there, although that one could I mean, be slightly tricky. You know what? Even Florida, I'll throw. Besides Castleton, they're not going to be very good either. I think Kentucky realistically should only have three toss-up road games, and that's Arkansas, Alabama, and Tennessee. And let's just say they may – let's say they lose all those and they may just slip up in another area because that's basketball and that happens. Take care of business at home, and you're 14-4 and four in conference. Take care of business in the out-of-conference, which is pretty favorable in terms of you're not really having to go in any true road games. I don't know if there's any true road games in the out-of-conference schedule. You'll get Louisville at home. You'll get Michigan neutral. You'll get UCLA neutral. You'll get Michigan State neutral. You'll get yeah, Kansas in your gym. They're, they're not going to be that good either, Michigan State. This is a one-seed or bust year for Calipari. Yeah. I'm not what you know, Roush. I'm generally like, hey, if you're a one, two, or three, I think the cutoff really is a three. Obviously, the higher the seed, the better. But with Louisville hosting a regional this year, yeah, you could be, oh. you, you be a two seed and still be in the Louisville regional. But why risk it? Why, you know, why leave it up to fate at that point? Be a one seed and hell, outside of Gonzaga's paper schedule where they're always will end up being the number one overall seed for the history of time be the number two overall one seed and then you'll get louisville and then you'll need to win two ncaa tournament games i think in columbus i've looked this up in the past but not off the top of my head and then you'll get to play for a spot in the final four but you haven't been to since 2015 in a home arena and i know the kfc yum center isn't a home arena but it may as well be and to add to and four in conference, if you take care of your home schedule, and then that's even just losing the tough games on the road and one mystery one. It should even be better than fourteen and four, if we're being honest. One seater bust this year, Roush. No excuse not to be a one seed. And to add to that too, you have the Bahamas trip with an experienced team. It's not like we're doing this whole one and done, bringing in ten new guys and they got to figure out how to play together over one summer. These are a lot of guys who've played a lot of basketball together, and you throw in what. Three new guys in the mix? Is that all? Four? I mean, there's not going to be a whole a big learning curve, all right? This team should hit the ground running as soon as the season starts. And, and to your point, TJ, I mean, how many games are they not going to be favored in? Two? Three? I don't know. Maybe? Yeah, maybe. Uh, you probably just you'd say four, uh, just to be safe. But, like, even those neutral site games – they're going to be they're going to be favored to win. Uh, one seater bus, TJ. You know we get we get accused of being butt slapper radio, but this should be a thirty and three team when they enter the NCAA tournament. Anybody accusing us of butt slapper radio or just a bunch of goobers? We call it like it is, and we're calling it like it is right now. Uh, they 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 need to be a one seed. With Louisville hosting a regional, they've never been in a Louisville regional. They have played NCAA tournament games in Louisville, but those were first and second round games. They've never played a Sweet 16 or Elite 8 game in the KFC Yum Center. Change that. You want to build back goodwill? 
I've I've been outside the Yum Center when UK is playing tournament games down there. All of downtown Louisville is blue. There is no better feeling as a UK fan, especially one that lives in Louisville, being able to drive 10 minutes to the arena and just seeing blue as far as the eye can see and knowing, hey, this is these games are win or go home. I'm getting to watch it in my own backyard. This is going to be a lot of fun. And it was. And Kentucky's never lost an NCAA tournament game in the KFC Yum Center. So that's another exciting thing. It's a one-seater bus kind of year. The schedule sets up for it. No, it's not an easy schedule, in my opinion, but I think it's it, it set up well in the home and aways, in the neutrals. So we get it. You can slip up on the road. Happens all the time. Happens to the best teams in college basketball. But it shouldn't be a lot of them with the way the schedule's set up, and there should be a ton of wins. This team should, I think, be entering the NCAA tournament not too far away from 30 wins if they're not there. So a lot of exciting stuff. I'm glad we we know the opponents now. We're going to take our first break. We're going to come back. We're going to switch gears, maybe switch sports entirely. Uh, mm. The text line is great, 502-414-1450, the Thornton's text line. So keep the text coming in. We'll get to that whenever we, whenever, whenever really anybody wants to. It's fine with me. And we'll come back. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X TJ Walker, Nick Roush, intern Jacob, Justin Day. That made it pretty hilarious. Just, that, just, that brought everything. Game. Funniest moment of the year. <laughs> <laughs> With Walker and Roush. <laughs> Losers. <laughs> Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. Fourteen fifty AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen, intern Jacob on your Thursday morning. It's never too early to think about Taco Thursday, and we've got just the place for you. You've got one more day until Queso Month at Salsaritas. They've got two locations in Louisville that are participating. Middletown, it's on Shelbyville Road. St. Matthews, it's off Hubbard's. So East End of Louisville, St. Matthews, pretty accessible spots, if you ask me. And go today, celebrate the last non-queso day, because it's about to get cheesy up at Salsaritas. And you're going to want to download the app, and you'll know all about their specials, their deals, and just know queso's coming, Roush. It is coming. Oh, man. And unlike winter, queso's warm embrace is the best. And Salsaritas is the best. Um, And... You know what? Even if you don't want to swim in cheese, they've got fresh guacamole, uh, outstanding spicy salsa. I always double dip too, or triple dip with my salsas. I'll get the corn salsa, I'll get pico, and then I'll pick my own. It's it, that's what you can do. It's also Rita's Fresh Cantina. They've got two locations: one on Hubbard's Lane in St. Matthews. It's got a nice outdoor patio, and then um, the one in Middletown and Shelbyville Road. They got a drive-through. Nice, easy, convenient. Download the Salsaritas app before you go. And just while you're listening right now, just go ahead and do that because, like TJ said, you need to get ready for Queso Month. 
the only way you can appropriately do that is by downloading that Solceritas app today. Let's say that us four are having a Solceritas lunch, which we've done before. Well, not with intern Jacob, but he's he's new to the Big X family. We'll do it again here soon enough, I'm sure. We're having a Solceritas lunch. And by the way, Justin, that person that we owe Solceritas to, just see, just, I need to get in touch with you about that. Um, okay. Do you not have any Solceritas coupons? I don't know. Okay. Um, well, we'll get in touch with that. All right. Let's say us four, though. We're having lunch, Roush. And we're enjoying the wildly addictive chips, spicy salsa, the delicious queso. And you see Justin enjoy some of the queso. He takes a bite and then he goes back, does the old double dip with the same chip. Does it bother you? Or are you saying something? Hmm. That's never yeah. bothered me. I, I would say something to like it doesn't really bother me that much. And it also would depend, TJ, does he does he at least rotate the chip? Or That's is he the just key. Yeah. Cause if he if he has no regard for which part of the chip he's eating, then I'm saying something because it means he's probably just shoving his hands in there too. Like so let me, ask you th- let me ask you this. You you don't know. You didn't see what part of the chip he dipped in there. Are you staying quiet and observing more? Yes. Or you say, okay, got, yes. got you. So, <laughs> um, I'd probably do, I probably would make like a, just a, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm aware of what you're doing. I don't care, but just so you know, I know. Because sometimes that people makes, may like, sometimes that makes it so like, awkward. People may well. I wouldn't. I wouldn't phrase it. I would phrase it much more delicately, Justin. Because <laughs> some people sometimes people may forget. Like, oh, I'm out in public. Like, oh, oops, I'm not just with like my brother and sister. I'm with other. Like, I should have. Maybe they. Maybe people don't love me doing this. Uh, so it, it'd almost be. I. It'd almost be just a friendly like. Oh, the old double dip, huh? Mm, yeah. Put the, put the ball in their court. See what they say. Yeah, yeah. Do, you don't mind, do you? Oh, I don't care. I, you know, just eh, eh, you're not sick, are you? And I'd do something like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's how I would play it. And then if they were insistent on wanting to double dip, I would probably not care. And then I'd probably start double dipping with them. The thing is, start is licking, start licking out of the the queso bowl. With queso in general, it's difficult to double dip because. Uh, you know, when you're scooping, you want to try to get it to where because I'm, I'm notorious for having queso drip on me. So basically, the entire time I'm eating queso, I'm just trying to get as much on a chip to stay on the chip as possible. If you're biting into the chip and not eating all of it, there's no way your next dip of queso is actually going to stay on the chip. I'm I'm spilling that bad boy all over my t-shirt. Roush wants icing like on a cake with his queso on his chip. I will say I, I I will say something aggressively if you're like dipping guac into queso and we start mixing the sauces, quesos, all the dipping sauces. No, keep them clean, keep it classy. Don't go dipping in other bowls and then trying you, to make some sick combination on one chip. That's you, that's gross. You don't do uh, salsa with your queso. No, no. I mean I that's what. It's what queso is. It's like if, if you ever if you make it at home, you just get a hunk of. I mean, this is the easy way to do it. You just do salsa with a hunk of Velveeta, and you've got queso. I don't think everybody does it that way. I mean, that's just an easy way to do it. 
if you've never tried it, I recommend it. It's pretty good. Um, but yeah, I mean, it from a growth standpoint, I just don't want the mixtures. All right. I, I understand uh, a guac. Not are you? Do you not mix any of your foods, Mister Sports Talker? Like no, I mean I mix plenty of foods. Uh, sometimes milk and ice cream milkshake. <laughs> I just I, I would just tell you though that mixing salsas with your cheese, you should give it a try sometime. It's really good. I you do it on your burritos. It, it it's not going to hurt while you're while you're eating your chips. You just—it's never a good dipping presentation if you're at a party and like the sauce bowls look like they've just been going at it like a big sex bender or something like that. It's—you just want them separated, clean, not a bunch of different stuff in bowls that you don't know if it's supposed to be there or not. Well, if it's just just one person's opinion, okay. That's—I mean, it's fair. But I would just say if you're at a table with four people and you mix them up, it's—it'll—it's worth a try. It's worth a try. I don't think it's ever a bad idea to, like, you know, when you're passing around mozzarella sticks at a dinner, like, you know, just pour the marinara on your plate. There's your, there's your marinara. Ah. Or you get more. See, I'm, I'm also the opposite of that. That actually kind of annoys me because I feel like you don't get a good scoop if it's on a flat surface. It's, if, if it's, if it's not in a bowl, it's hard to get a, a good amount of marinara on that, that hunk of mozzarella stick. Yeah, but it's just, you know, you got to be a team player. Put the marinara on the bowl. You can you can roll it around there, do like a gator death roll with your mozzarella stick. I've done it a thousand times. You'll get enough, mm-hmm. trust me. Uh, I imagine during this conversation, intern Jacob's just like, salsa? What is that? What are you all talking? What is this <laughs> crazy food? Mm-hmm. I got a hot take on mozzarella sticks. Oh, gosh. Oh, of course. Okay. Let's see. Have you it. ever tried it with buffalo sauce? Uh, I've tried it with ketchup, so I can't hate on buffalo sauce. I don't think I have, but I wouldn't doubt that it has rolled up against a wing at some point or another. But um, not, I've not specifically dipped it in buffalo sauce, no. Incredible. Absolutely astonishing. Well, you sound so mm. enthused when you describe it. That you're really <laughs> making me want to go try it. I don't want to talk to you about it. I found out that this mic is very um, – uh, I don't even know the words. Nothing that, a little, nothing that a little enthusiasm can't fix in turn, Jacob. Jacob, you yeah. can talk louder for what it's worth. Like this and loud? Nobody, and nobody's, yeah. nobody's even in the studio, so you're not going to wake anybody Talk as up. loud as you want. He also yeah. said this loud, and I guarantee you, I think he looked away from the microphone when he said <laughs> it. <laughs> All right, Roush, can I ask you my question now? Yes, but let's let's get it with a little bit of chutzpah. Let's get some yeah, enthusiasm. I want some excitement in this this question. They call you Sleepy Jacob on the text line. Don't you want to prove them wrong? Wake up, buddy. <laughs> All right, TJ. This is a question for you too. As of right now, where do we stand in the preseason polls for basketball? Tough out. And who's in front of us? I would have UK number two and just have UNC. And I think Kentucky's better than North Carolina. So if I was doing a poll, I'd have UK number one because I don't think there's a team better than they are. But it, I I would be okay with one or two. Um, I just don't – like, you know, Jeff Goodman, I think, has UK like six or something like that. That's just ridiculous. Uh, I, don't, I, I don't really feel confident that you could put another team over UK, in my opinion. What do you all think? I mean, I, 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 I don't, um, A, 
don't really care about t- preseason top 25s. I know I'm not feeding into your, your, your question, uh, uh, but like just having UK in the mix with Kansas, Gonzaga, North Carolina, like they're just all in a bunch. But so top five, somewhere in that range. I've seen a bunch of stuff where Houston's like top three. Houston's going to be good. Yeah, I don't really have any issues with that. Gonzaga's going to be good again. I don't have anything, nothing wrong with that. But Kentucky's going to be better. They are. Much better. And like, Gonzaga didn't really, unless I'm mistaken, did Gonzaga, well, what's their backcourt going to look like? Hunter Salas, Nolan Hickman. Uh, who else? I thought Rasier they brought in. Bolton. They, they brought in Malachi Smith. I knew they brought in one good guard. Okay, so you're basically needing Malachi Smith to be a national championship winning guard or player for you. He's a combo guard. That's yeah, yeah. Their backcourt stunk them last year. I think it'll do it again this upcoming season. But yeah, Gonzaga, UK, UNC. Houston's going to be good too, but their issue is similar to Kentucky's last year is they just couldn't stay healthy and they're returning those same players. Kentucky kind of got rid of the players. Well, not by choice, but the players that were getting kind of banged up for UK last year are mostly gone. Wheeler with the head stuff, but he was mostly, he was fine come, come March. And then Arkansas is going to be good, but I I would have just uh, probably North Carolina or I'd have UK number one. But I think they're better than Gonzaga, Houston, Arkansas, Duke. I'm not a believer in, although they're going to be fun to watch. And then certainly not a believer in Kansas. I think Tennessee will be really good again, sadly. I, I would put North Carolina number one, though, just because they were in the championship game last year. They've got four of their five starting five back. Pretty, pretty simple math here. Yeah, but also a debatably worse Kentucky team beat the doors off of them. They yeah. were they were an eight seed for a reason. Uh, they were talking about firing Hubert Davis, and then they just got hot at the right time. Yep, uh, and they and they've recruited decently, not great, but um, and I forget the guy's name that they they recruited in to replace Brady Manning. Oh, he was Peter, uh, the guy from Northwestern. Is, is that Nance, who? Pete Nance? That sounds right. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, he'll be he'll be a fine player for him. I don't think he'll be manic good, but U of L almost beat UNC twice last year. Again, this is regular season. At the end of the day, March is all that matters. Bacot's one of the best players in college basketball. Loves one of the better guards in college basketball. <laughs> I'm not saying put UNC outside your top five or top ten. I just I personally think UK will be better than him. But Roush, yeah, no issue if UNC is ranked higher than Kentucky for the exact reasons that you just said. Who's Arkansas returning? I know they have Nick Smith and a couple other high-rated recruits, but they lost Williams and Note, right? It's true. Yeah, why are they ranked so high? I'm confused. They're bringing back like disowning it or anything. I just want to know. Pretty much everybody besides those guys, uh, they're bringing back, and they brought in like every transfer possible. So they've they've got 32 people on their roster. That's why I think people are excited about them. 32? Oh, I mean, he's exaggerating. Oh, I was about to say, <laughs> Jesus. But but close enough. Yeah, they're going to be good. They're going to they're they're going to be a good team. 
I want to I want to try to get there. I, I was just reading an article like three days ago, Jacob, on their projected starting five. So I kind of want to pull that up. But of course, the, the this article was not the one that I found. And it's one of those slideshow articles. Gosh, I'm not, I hate those things. Just not doing it. And that's not the one that I saw initially, but uh, we'll pull it up here soon. You know, you got to be careful with the Internet when everybody's streaming. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty is the is the text line. All right. Their projected lineup is Nick Smith, Devo Davis, Anthony Black, Jordan Walsh, Adis Tony. Jordan Walsh is another commit. Yeah, three of those guys are going to be freshmen, which yeah, so. Nick Smith is awesome. He'll be really good. Um, and then I think I think Black and Walsh were both five stars. So th- th- there's going to be a little UK mixing in, relying on freshman sort of deal with Arkansas. And Roush, how many times have we found out that it ain't it ain't so easy doing that? Yeah, I will say that by the time Kentucky sees them, they'll probably be in their own groove. Um, no idea what their non-conference schedule looks like, but if they're going through a gauntlet, then they're going to be they're going to take some early growing pains. It especially for Must Bus. I know he's doing well. Uh, piecing together uh, uh, massive turnover teams in the past. But the, he's done it with transfers. It's a little bit different doing it with experienced college basketball players than it is with true freshmen. We've seen Cal had to go through something similar uh, uh, with with last year's team, uh, trying to figure out the well, – hell, the last few years' teams uh, where he's more so gone the transfer way than the freshman way. Mus is getting – he's going to get a taste of the other side of it. And we'll, we'll see how – uh, if all of his um, effort and enthusiasm and his little bits, if, if how well that plays with the 18-year-olds. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. And you are you are right. By the time UK sees him, Nick Smith will be college, probably NBA-ready Nick Smith. And then the uh, Adis Tony guy has been at Arkansas for several years. He's the – he is their, their big guy that's short. He's like 6'6", six, 6'7", six, six, like kind of like their Chuck Hayes type of uh, big guy. I think Kentucky can take advantage of that. That's a lot of length and size that Arkansas would have to go up against with UK, and I, I would take, uh, I would, I would take the Cats over them. But going to be fun. Looking forward to the college basketball season. Get your text into the Thornton text line five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. Roush, any football news you want to get to here, or do we want to uh, maybe text and and hit it in the second hour? What are you thinking? Uh, let's let's hit football in the second hour. I did want to just mention um, before we get to a texture to that uh, KT Turner's contract came out. I don't know contract news isn't a big talking point for radio, but he's going to make five hundred thousand uh, dollars. Lucas Jay Lucas made three hundred k, so they're invested in him. I, I I would assume that Jay was probably going to be up for an extension this year, probably in that range. Regardless, so I don't think there was some sort of they like KT Turner more than Lucas take out there, but it at least shows you that uh, even if Mitch can't get Cal a shiny new facility right away, he at least has given him a little more money to spend on his his new assistant coach. Yeah, all all good news, and uh, I guess we won't find out how much Jay's getting paid by Duke, right? Because they're private. Yeah, yeah, and if we do, it'll be a year after the fact once they file their taxes. So, kind of annoying. Yeah, pretty pretty annoying. Uh, other recruiting news. It oh, kind of yeah. good, 
good basketball recruiting news for the most part. UK and is turning up the heat on Justin Edwards. Dillingham it was a stud at the NBA Top 100, which is really exciting stuff. Um, I don't know how Mookie's doing. Mookie Cook uh, decommitted, which who could have seen that one coming? Uh, he but just but, like a few months ago, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, he's he's going to play LeBron James in a, in a movie about LeBron James that LeBron James is producing. So uh, he's going to bring star power wherever he goes. But that uh, that was a significant late night development. Yeah, and Kentucky was uh, considered maybe to finish second in that recruitment, maybe third. But now UK's and UK didn't really go after Justin Edwards earlier on, or they kind of were keeping up with them, but didn't prioritize him because they were going after Mookie. And mm-hmm. now they've gone all in back on Justin Edwards, but will they be interested in I'd much rather have Edwards than Mookie Cook anyways. So um it's probably the Mookie Mookie train probably has left the station. But who knows? Who who knows? Not me. That's that's for sure. Exciting. If you're a kid, you know. If you're a kid named Mookie, odds are you're going to be a star athlete. You got Mookie Betts, now Mookie Cook. Wish my name was Mookie. Maybe you just don't know about non-Mookie athletes because you don't know them. That's, that's a true. Rare name. Is it? Oh, Mookie rare. Mookie Blaylock. Okay, yeah, you, rare. you forgot about him, too. He was good. That's true. Yeah. Any old Mookie. But... To TJ's point, you can't prove the opposite because, yeah, you, if you don't know. Yeah, I don't know any. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know any Moogies either. Uh, so that's that's good stuff. And Aaron Bradshaw still seems like it's going to be UK there. So mm-hmm. uh, Z- Xavier Booker is seems like it's not going to be Kentucky. He's probably my favorite non-guard in the class. And if he goes to Duke, just – Open up an investigation of how much, or not even an investigation. I, we got to find out how much nil they're doing. I, there's a little part of me that thinks like Duke is just doing some stuff in nil that would blow our minds if we knew about it. If Booker ends up going there, it's they're just going to be able to get any and every player that they pretty much want moving forward, probably based on nil. Now, that being said, a lot of people think he's going to end up going to Michigan State. So hopefully that's the case. But he is really, really good. Doesn't seem like it's going to be UK. I think IU may be in on him, Justin, as well. But he recently did an article and didn't really even mention Kentucky. So not going to be the Cats there, which I'm a little bummed about. But if you end up getting Uganda and you add Aaron Bradshaw, then you've got pieces. Plenty of pieces to the puzzle. Ready to roll. We'll get one text in here before we go to the daily double commercial break here on Kentucky Roll Call. We go 7 to 9 Monday through Friday. Uh, the text says, regardless of what the family feud question is, someone is guessing sex related organ. <laughs> that's true. It, well, then they, they, that, they try to, they try to play into that though, Roush. That, they, oh, they want yeah. people, they want people having to get out of their comfort zone and say something silly. Yeah. And especially in the Steve Harvey era, because his, uh, his facial expressions, his reactions to some of these are very funny. And it always tends to come from grandma or something too, which really, really makes it even funnier. Yeah. Uh, it, it also, I feel like whenever family feud would come to town, every family would get approved. I, I can't tell you how many families I know in Louisville that were like, yeah, we, we got selected, but you just have to wait for them to call you. 
and <laughs> not, no fan like only like one family ends up ever getting called right and then right. i think you have to like pay like you pay for everything out there and it's basically like hey your your assumption is you're not going to win anything but if you want to come and have a good time it's it's up to you and your family could be wrong about that but every family like seems like they got the the pass to go through what's that rush it, it sounds like fun though like uh okay well let's do a where where, where do they tape it anyway do we know it used to be out in LA. I don't. I would imagine it's still there. They do the made in Georgia thing, so I'm assuming it's you know some Atlanta suburb. Yeah, um, but that's an assumption. All right, let's go to our break. Hour one is done. Hour two coming up next here on Kentucky Roll Call. Big Exports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Intern Jacob, and Justin Kalen. Oh, back after. Oh. Over? You say over? I ain't heard no family! Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is! With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back, hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X. Oh. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen, and intern Jacob on your Thursday morning. Remember, stop by Thornton's today, download the app, have a chance for the summer cash bash, $10,000. Shout out to Alex Cupper and Kelly Leonardo. Get your text into the Thornton sex line, 502 414-1450. We will be reading plenty of texts this hour. But first, Nick Roush. But first. Well, no? No. Of course not. Uh, obviously yeah. not. Okay. Um, let's, let's do a little. We'll, we'll sprinkle in some Kentucky football news. Um, I did talk yesterday about that, that roster. And as I started digging into it and scrolling through, um, the bottom of the page was a guy by the name of Quintel Jones. Uh, if you recall, Quintel Jones uh, was supposed to enroll this spring. Uh, instead, he hung around his hometown and got into trouble. He was arrested in June on charges of, I want to say, domestic battery. It was either that or aggravated assault, one of the two. And it was in conjunction with a murder investigation. So uh, not great, not what you want to hear. Uh, I I don't know any more on his situation since that arrest that occurred, I want to say June 3rd, but Kentucky is still treating him like he'll be on the team this fall. Um, I'm assuming that they're waiting for the legal process to play out, but um, definitely noteworthy, definitely something interesting. Well, what's the inside scoop on the situation there? Uh, there is no inside scoop, TJ. What do you, what do you want? Uh, the inside scoop, obviously. That's what I'm asking for. I mean, there's, but there is none. Like they, they gotta wait. And I mean, we we we've seen how Mark Stoops handles all of these things. It's okay. We'll wait and see. And if it's too much, then they won't have him. But right now, he's dealing with the legal process. I don't know if he's on campus or not. I would doubt it. Uh, but they're at least not going to kick him to the curb just because he got arrested, which. You know what? I can appreciate that about Mark Stoops. He's at least going to um, 
see what the, the consequences for this kid's actions are before he makes a ultimately makes a ruling. This kid wasn't going to play anyway this fall. So, you know, if if he's got to take care of some stuff before he gets on campus, then um, I can see Stoops doing just that. Let hey, him jo- play hey, out before he, he ultimately gets to Lexington. Justin, what are you what are you doing right now? Oh, I didn't need the station. Sorry, buddy. I know, but I just wonder how how are you not looking at like the the text line messages? What what do you have pulled up that you're not looking that that's not like just right there in front of you? I was what was I doing? I'm not scrolling. Oh, I was I, mean, I was adding I was adding our segments into the log for the replay. He's that playing. Yeah, yeah. That's my you fault. Had to, you had to think about what you were doing. I, I can remember. You were playing the video games. You, the video no, games are a popular secret that I had no idea about, and now anytime that I assume that you're not paying attention, you're playing video games. No, I was inser- I was inserting segments. I apologize. It's, no, it's, it's muted it's, now. It's there's just always that little staticky kick, echo kickback when that's unmuted. Unmuted, but and I'm and I'm joking. I'm just more upset I don't get invited to play the video games. <laughs> Rush, that's the answer. Is that like, hey, he's not automatically booted from the team. Like he's he and you and you did say as much, but he's going to stick around. The legal process will play out. Mm-hmm. If he hadn't been on the roster, though, that would have told us everything. I guess we would have needed to know about the right. situation. He is on the roster still. Probably it's a, a wait and see approach for UK staff, but I, I do like that they're going to allow the legal process to play out. That's what we should do in America, and it's until proven guilty. Yep, that's uh, that's what they say. It was in the Constitution, right? I don't know. I, I never read the thing. Have you ever read it? Yeah, we had to read it at St. X. Uh, sounds like a boring read, if I'm being completely honest. The whole thing? Yeah, and you'd have to... There was one teacher, if you got in trouble, you'd have to write the preamble like mm. 500 times or something like that. And the goof would always be like, hey, somewhere in there, write something funny. Like I like peanut butter and jelly sandwiches or something. Yeah, and yeah, I, I that was always people, fun. I know I knew a bunch of people that would, and they would never, it would never get caught. Most of the time, when you'd hand it in, the teacher would just tear it up right in front of your face, which mm-hmm. I'm like, that's. And then he'd be like, in the next one though, I'm gonna be reading them, and he wouldn't read them. Can I? I hope that that's still a punishment. Writing things because, especially now, if I haven't written anything in a long time, it sucks. It really sucks. No, nobody yeah. else. Sucks. <laughs> and when I th- when I think of writing punishments, I can't help but think of Bart Simpson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was. We were more of you had to. They would start at like an entry in the dictionary and then go from there, and that was no fun. No fun whatsoever. Um, but hey, such is life. It shouldn't be fun. It's a punishment after all. By That's God, right. I don't think I've ever wrote anything out for a punishment. Really? So they did get no. rid of that. Especially in high school, like, if you got in trouble, you were just going, well, I mean, to the degree, you were just going straight to the alternative school. Well, but there was, what, detentions and stuff first, right? It was called AIM, like, uh, I forgot what it stood for, but you just went there and did your work for the day, and you didn't get to, like, go to class to class. You were just in this, like, box all day. So, basically, they just skipped everything to send you to in-school suspension? Yeah, like you would, there was like a teacher in there and they would go to your teachers and get all your work for the day and you would just complete it like as you normally would just in that box. 
How many times did you have to go to in school suspension, Mr. Butchel? This was middle school and my last day of eighth grade. I almost got sent there. I was holding back tears and I didn't I didn't ever get sent there. I was I was uh <laughs> lucky. <laughs> Feels like a nuclear option, whereas like writing the the lines out is a pretty Okay, I'm tired of dealing with this kid. Just just spend the whole class writing. Okay, I wanna I wanna watch you write the entire time. Yeah, but that's the thing. They didn't even want to see him. They'd be like, "Go, go to aim, get out of my class." Well, that's what that's what I was wonder is like. What if you just you were talking, like teacher told that no, no talking. You got caught talking. Uh, yeah, I was just what about like the non-severe punishments? It was more not talking, but on your phone, and then they just take your phone. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, that the isolation technique that is interesting. Put them in the hot box. We had in in our elementary school. You if you got quote unquote written up, you like in eighth eighth graders would get to go on like these fun little trips just for being eighth graders field like extra field trips. And if you got written up in eighth grade, you would have to stay back at the school and do schoolwork while everybody else was gone. I had to do that one time. Oh my gosh! And. When I was in eighth grade, we we went on this uh, Washington D.C. and New York trip. Mm-hmm. And ever since we were in sixth grade, they would always threaten that, like, "You don't want to go on the D.C. trip." You da da da. And this one sub, she'd always be like, "I'm going to get you kicked off the Washington trip." And it's like, "Come on now!" I'm like, no, you're not. Especially a sub, like, yeah, like, what are you going to do? Did anybody end up getting kicked off of it? Yeah, a few people did. Oh, that was that I mean, would it was be. Like, Eight hundred fifty dollars, so they kind of saved some money. Yeah, that's not that's not too that's not too bad for a trip to the nation's capital. Yeah, instead of us doing a big class trip, they do a bunch of little field trips throughout the year. And if you wouldn't mind your p's and q's, you wouldn't get to go on the fun field trip. So I think I missed out on seeing the Polar Express and going ice skating. No, I I, uh, I missed out on going to see some motivational speaker. And oh, when everybody returned, and I'm pretty sure you probably went to this too, everybody had books, Courage by Matthew Kelly. And we just, <laughs> <laughs> we, we basically just used them to like make paper wads, you know, the whole year. But I remember being kind of bummed that I couldn't go to this thing. And when everybody got back, I was like, oh, actually, I didn't miss out on anything. This is, this is actually not, not pretty sweet. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you guys saw this in like, it was my eighth grade year when we went on that trip. Our bus actually caught on fire. Do you remember like seeing that on the news? Like an old school bus. I like I, I feel like I, it does ring a bell. Actually, I was on that bus. <laughs> I'm glad oh. you made it out. I'm glad you're all right, buddy. So you got to go out the emergency exits. I always wanted to go out an emergency exit. I always saw them. You heard the buzzer if anybody ever opened it. But so you got to go out an emergency exit. No, we went out the front door because the bus was on fire in the back. Oh, he's on fire in the back? Oh, yeah. wow. So, bus gets on fire and you don't even get to use the emergency exits. Yeah. And did, my Kobe's get burned. Just a, it, was you, bad, it was a bad day. Did you uh, – yeah, that would be pretty scary. I'm glad everything turned out okay. Get your text into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. So, that was an interesting football update and just uh, another thing to keep an eye on. Was there any – Kind of scuttlebutt on the Chris Rodriguez uh, after bringing in some running, a running back at least. 
No, I, I did not have any scuttlebutt on that, but uh, there were a few recruiting updates yesterday. And as I, I mentioned earlier this week, it's a lot of we're setting decision dates. We've got finalists. We're, you know, final four, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but the one that amused me the most uh, was the reaction from Louisville fans when Jeremiah Collins um, out of nowhere announced he was decommitting from the cards. He was Louisville's only in-state commitment. Um, and the Louisville native, as we alluded to earlier, he did uh, transfer out of state to play for a team in Murfreesboro. Um, Caden Mormon, the UK commit, uh, he, he kind of dropped a hint too that, you know, Kentucky's cooking up something here. So, um, uh, Christian Conyer also liked a tweet that I had about it. So, uh, it's one of those things, Kentucky's going to get at least two cornerbacks. Uh, Robert Stafford was one of the, was the highest ranked guy, a Florida kid. He officially visited. He tweeted out that he's going to decide soon. That one's either going to be Arkansas or Miami, most likely. But if you got Conyer and Collins, it's still... Uh, two solid guys are also recruiting uh, Jakeem Jackson, a uh, four-star from Florida that Kentucky's a finalist for. So you have these options out there. Um, and, and I feel like even regardless of what Conyers' decision is Saturday, they'd be going after Collins. So I, I don't think it's in, indicative of, of a decision one way or the other for Christian Conyers this weekend. Okay. All right. That's 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 good to know. Uh, would feel great about the future of UK secondary if you could get both those fellows. But Roush was all over that. He he called it and all, all along the whole way just said, watch out for UK and that recruitment. So good stuff, Roush. Way to go, buddy. Hey, thanks, pal. I appreciate it. All right, let's get to this Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. 502-414-1450. The next text into the show says, wow, TJ triggered by my abortion text, and that was not an attempt to get you riled up. I stand behind all of that. Mention R.V. Wade, and you started talking mask. Take a break. You didn't mention R.V. Wade at all, actually. You didn't mention that in the slightest. So that's uh, 100%. Fake news. Now, that being said, um, you actually go. even admitted to getting triggered after you said it. You're like, yeah, he got me. <laughs> well, it's just absolutely outlandish for one side to call another side fascist. And they were the ones that wanted to lock everybody down and shut down businesses. So that is, that's, it'll get me riled and triggered each and every time, I would imagine. But I'm not going to let it. Not anymore. I'm not. Intern Jacob, even if you don't play, I hope to see you at the golf scramble. As a former Lex apartment resident for two years, would love to hear your feedback on everything. Plumley, bro, you don't you don't own the Lex. You don't need his feedback as if you know you want to improve the quality. <laughs> I'll of be the there, Plumley, bro. I, I would imagine that his his experience at the Lex was incredibly similar to yours. A lot of partying, a lot of loud noises, paper thin walls, probably uh, tons of incidentals and things breaking. I have oh. a, yeah, I could tell you a story, plumbing bro, off the air. <laughs> oh, Jacob. Uh, you're not going to get your security deposit back, by the way. I don't know why I don't think in I college. Have a security deposit. I, I, don't, I don't know why we ever thought that we were going to get that back. Never got a security deposit back, even if it wasn't that messed up. You're just, you're just not getting that thing back. It's cost I'm, of doing business. 
98% sure the house we stayed at two years in Lexington, we got our security deposit back. We were just dream tenants. We didn't, we like, we complained like twice about something. I think one of it was when like the AC went out or so it had to be taken care of. We were just, you couldn't ask for better tenants than us. Yeah, we'd have like some parties, but we, there won't be holes in the wall or like writing on the wall. Did we have some normal wear and tear? I'm sure we did, but I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure we got ours back from our college place. But yeah, those apartments, it's almost impossible because you could breathe on the wall and you'd put a hole in it. Yeah, the the ones I remember being the thinnest. I was uh, one of my friends was at the Royal X and you could hear three apartments down just what was happening. <laughs> what, what was happening? Um, it was like an argument. Oh. Yeah. It was either going to be some loving or fighting. But yeah, no one. Yeah, yeah. we should have uh, got paid the day before classes. Our apartment flooded. I was gonna say I was in an apartment one time with a pipe burst in the ceiling, and like just there was a foot or two of water in the five twenty four apartment. Oh gosh, Texas are gonna get mad. We're talking about our college days, Roush. Oh no. <laughs> Intern Jacob still living his college days. Yeah. Um, do, uh, intern Jacob, have you been making any trips back for uh, some 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 Lex pool parties this summer? Some no, shenanigans. I, I've, met, I've been meaning to, but Do I just you, haven't made it down there. Are you still an active leaser? Yeah, I have my key. I can oh man, yeah. You, you're really messing up. I'd be, I'd be in Lexington much more often during the summer. Now you shouldn't have told him that, Intern Jacob. Now Roush is going to be looking for a place to crash on long mm -hmm. Lexington nights for work. Yeah. You just I, I already up. told him he could, but he said he'd rather stay on the couch in KS Bar. So. <laughs> Have you spent the night at Kansas Bar, Ralph? Me? Yeah. Maybe. Oh, heavens. You're, you're just sleeping upstairs in a commercial building? You know, it's got a couch and a blanket. Um, I forgot what the occasion was, but it was... Uh, and I probably won't do it again, but, you know, you're dealing with... it's. I, I remember you making a... You, like, tweeting, you know, a couple of years back, Wow, I'm actually getting a hotel room in Lexington instead of crashing on uh, somebody's couch. And that was like 2014. Oh, see, I, I at least was crashing on friends' couch up until maybe 2018 or so. But now it's one of those things where I almost don't want to call. See, you know, especially when I'm working most of the time and I'm in and out. I feel like if I'm going to stay at somebody's house, I've got to do the pleasantries. And I, I forgot why I ended up staying. Oh, I remember what it was. I, I I drank too much at the survivor party. That, yeah. Well, I was, I was being responsible, TJ. Damn it. So you didn't voluntarily sleep at KS Bar. You passed out. Well, I just, yeah, maybe, you know, a little bit of all the above. Didn't Drew Franklin say that KS Bar was haunted? It was probably just you snoring up in the rafters. <laughs> That's probably what it was. Yeah, makes most sense. Rafters uh, is no felt futon like I have in my apartment. So. Oh yeah, I'm sure that felt futon is clean as a whistle. Yeah, it's it is. Clear of it's immaculate. The naps on that thing are golden. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Texter says Kirby. Oh, this is from Kirby. Hey Kirby. Quintel Jones on official roster. Roush, what say you? Roush, say in hour two. Yeah. Took the words right out of my mouth. I beat you to it, Kirby. Sorry. We could have could have read a few texts and naturally got to it, but just mentioned it. Sorry, pal. 
TJ, the mandates you were complaining about were guidelines from the CDC and the White House. And remember, two years ago, we had no testing or medicine against the pandemic, and no one was even sure about survival. Easily now that we have testing, vaccines, and boosters. Fact is, we just didn't know. We didn't know for like two months. And then we did know. And then the CDC started lying and still is lying. And it's not good. you got to have trust. There needs to be a public trust in health. And that has been totally and completely shattered thanks to the reaction to COVID. And let's all just pray and hope that there's not a pandemic that is even far deadlier or more contagious, um, one that doesn't just target elderly for the most part or people with comorbidities or out of shape is a big thing. Uh, let's hope not because people will not believe or trust medicine, the CDC, or what the government tells you for a very long time. And that's the biggest travesty of all of this with the pandemic. CDC's still lying about top five cause of death for kids is COVID. And they just recently just, they edited all that information out. Did they tell everybody that? No. But did they get everybody scared and make headlines for a good bit? It absolutely did. TJ, you got any details with the price for each team for the scramble? What is the course name again? Well, again, we haven't locked it all in yet. Um, we would love to lock it all in, but we're waiting to do that. And Valley View, right, Justin? Uh, yeah, I think that's what we said. But then you also mentioned Old Cap, so. No, I, I, and I was told that the that Old Cap was no longer the leader in the clubhouse for Valley View. I, I, again, gotcha. wait till we finalize anything. But it would uh, Valley View is very fair pricing, so I don't. You know, the golf cart's always going to save you some money, but it's not its not an arm and a leg. It's not going to be like playing a country club. So don't know yet. This is going to all be – the sooner we can all get it set in stone, the more official we can make it and let everybody know the details. But until then, uh, it's just me kind of blowing hot air out of my mouth. Yeah, I think I think I also think it's funny to – he asked – this texter asked per team. I hate when they – when golf scrambles advertise per team. Because you know, one person is not paying for the whole team. Yes, you're they paying do. individually. One person always pays for a scramble, and you pay back. I know, but I, I'm. That's not how we did it yeah. in our first scramble. I'm just, I'm just it's saying. Always, yeah, we have three teams at our first scramble, Justin. So it's a little different than a golf scramble that actually has, you know, multiple teams. I'm I, all right. One person does not pay for all four people and not get paid back. Like, you're going to pay individually at some point. I want to know what it's like per person because that's how much I'm going to pay. Oh, my gosh. You divide the number by four, you goober. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to do that. Don't ask my team. Say per person because it's going to be per person. Oh, my goodness <laughs> gracious. That's clear. <laughs> uh, so, well, TBD on the golf scramble. A texter says, if you had to choose one drink to drink for the rest of your life, what would be the selection? Blue Powerade from Salsaritas? I was actually telling Roush yesterday, like, no joke, I love that Blue Powerade more than it even comes off on air. And I know there's people listening like, dude, we get it. We like the Blue Powerade from Salsaritas. It is so good. It is so much better than really any other. It's the best non-alcoholic drink I've ever had in my life. Man, that's saying a lot. Um, is water excluded or included in this equation? Oh, excluded. There's, I mean, gosh, when you're thirsty, a nice yeah. cold glass of water, does anything hit better than that? Right, right. Bud Light Platinum. No, get out of here. Platty splatties. <laughs> I'm trying to think, Justin, if I'm going to have any beers on the course today. It's just going to be so darn, darn hot that it's like, what's even the point? Yeah, it's, it's not always that enjoyable drinking beer when it's so hot outside. 
if they're really cold, like, you know, they're just like water. So it's okay. But yeah, it's tough to catch a buzz. You're sweating it out instantly. Man, this is, uh, this would be tough. Water excluded. Cause I, I'm, I'm, I get tired of things pretty quickly, whether it's alcoholic or non-alcoholic, but I, uh, I would probably say the red Powerade Zeros. That would probably be what I'd go to. I, I just I like the Powerade Zero. That's my go-to sports drink. I thought for sure you'd go with coffee, Roush. Oh yeah. Oh damn it. You're you're exactly right. What am I? Who am I kidding? Yeah. Oh, it's definitely coffee. Without it, that red Powerade tastes like cough medicine. Oh no, God. it doesn't, Jacob. You, you, you zero, don't talk yes, to me about taste. You've never had Gatorade salsa before. Zero and Powerade <laughs> Zero on two different levels. Right. Yeah, and Gatorade Zero sucks. Gatorade Zero has no. It's no. yes, Powerade Zero is far superior to Gatorade Zero. You've been you've yeah. big media and advertising have warped your brain to think that Gatorade is automatically better than Powerade. Don't let the Florida Gators change confuse you, Jacob. It's not that good. At Star got- Jacob, when you buy Gatorade, all that money goes straight to Florida. So <sighs> not true. A little bit of the money does go. To I've Florida. had both, and I have my side. Gatorade Zero, far better. Well, enjoy donating money to the University of Florida, Jacob. <laughs> Do the Gator Chomp on your way out of the studio, pal. All right, let's take our last break. We'll come back. We'll finish up the Thornton's text line. What other? What? Ever other nonsense we'll we'll get to we'll get to. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Galen, and just bad take Jacob. Bad take Jacob. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. Remember the time Bobby tackled the referee by mistake? Uh, Yeah, that was pretty funny. How about the time he tackled the guy from Louisville and threw him into the stands? (laughs) We're on the microphone, our MCs. You like the way we swing? We'll listen close and make sure you don't miss a thing. Don't you know that we're the microphone man? Welcome back. One final segment, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. 96 1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen, and Aaron Jacob. And our favorite producer in all of Radio Land is about to tell you about Shady Rays. Oh, yeah. They're 25% off. Just use the code Big X at checkout. If you break them or lose them, they will replace them for free, and every pair you buy supports hungry kids in America. Provides 10 meals for every pair of Shady Rays that you buy. Shady Rays, make sure you use the promo code BIGX for 25% off. Way do- well done. Well done. Way to go, Justin. Uh, they got they got shades for every occasion. They will send you a replacement pair, which is great, of Shady Rays to do that. And they're a local Kentucky company. Started by Kentuckians. They want you to have their sunglasses. And if something happens to them, they're going to give you another pair. That's a great thing about Shady Race. 502-414-1450. Don't forget that promo code BIGX at checkout. We're going to head back to the Thornton's text line. Unless, Roush, any quick hitters you feel like we got to get out there? I don't think so. Um, we got Summer League starting next week. 
Uh, NBA free agency is today, I think. So we're going to get some crazy stuff. I saw where uh, Harden's opting out to give the Sixers more cap space. So there's just going to be a lot of uh, NBA news, uh, not only today, tomorrow, but over the next week. And uh, our guy, Nate Sestina, uh, he's getting another crack at a summer league roster, um, as well as Ashton Hagen. So uh, we'll be seeing more and more of that in, in the coming weeks. Just something to, to keep an eye on. I did. I missed this. Rod Strickland taking over Long oh, Island, yeah. Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, so he um, top dog at the G League for like recruiting and whatnot. Yeah, he was the top. Yeah, exact. Yes, he was the G League Ignite's top executive. So, I think the the summer we had a freaking out about the G League, even though that's still going to be an option for some kids. Nil has made it to where you know the kids who want to do the G League are going to do the G League. But they aren't. They don't have a monopoly on that corner of the market. That's funny. I remember this radio show not freaking out about the G League. Yeah, but some people they just lost their minds and thought that it was the end of college basketball as we know it. But you know what, TJ? That's that's what they say about us. Uh, level-headed Roush and, and and Walker, the smartest fellows in radio. They've been saying for many many years. Three and a half years, I guess. Mm-hmm. In all seriousness, like when does freaking out pay out pay off for anybody? And especially in like I mean, especially in the world of sports and especially in the world of sports radio. Like I get it, takes or takes, and the more dramatic you are, you gotta sell them. You can't have a lukewarm take and turn Jacob. There's a lesson for you. You gotta come in hot with it. But like when when has the there's fighting in within UK basketball? There's like when has that come to fruition for the most part? Uh, it's yeah. fun it, it, it is. is fun sometimes though like just to you lose your mind but uh and i've I, we've certainly had moments where we lost our mind and then you kind of let it sit for a bit and then you revisit it later and you realize okay so maybe i was just being immature about uh my stadium's take but i'm just mad about something else so i took it all out on that take yeah or, we, what was it my facility's take yeah we revisit them we circle back we're wrong all the time. Make no mistake about that. But I, I don't think we we just we create we fabricate drama just for radio's sake that always ends up getting proven to not be a big deal or ends up being calmer waters than where you were led on to believe. Let's get back to the Thornton's text line five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. Justin, you should tell Trevor it may be time to start recruiting some guys from the fraternities at U of L, considering their lack of guards this upcoming season. Boom, roasted. Trevor. Yeah, no kidding. What do you? How badly do you think IU would beat him, Justin? Um, this upcoming year, Indiana would beat Louisville by probably fifteen, sixteen, maybe twenty. Love it. Absolutely, they'd have no answer for Trace Jackson Davis. No, none at all. And I think the way you'd get IU this year is you just outclass them in the backcourt, and uh, Louisville has one guard. But, like, Louisville, they would have even taken Christian Lander, you know? I mean, that's how – they got nobody back there. Yeah. I mean, I can't imagine – like, how could Justin Powell have been any worse? And I'm not a big Justin Powell believer, speaking of overreactions. He's at Washington State. Louisville couldn't get the dude from Oldham County. Seems kind of bizarre too. Uh, it's a weird situation. I mean, they pat they passed up on some guys just because they thought they were they were going to get better, and then they didn't get really any of those guys. And now oh. they're 
If I were yeah. them, I, I would 100% just try to get Wagner to reclassify. I don't. Yeah, that's what you have to do at this point. You put it on the full court press. The the Kenny Payne's biggest mistake is he just assumed that more talented guards would enter the portal. But this was a weak guard transfer portal, and like the kid from Missouri State, that one's the one that doesn't make any sense to me at all. Like why why they didn't just say okay let's get him because worst case scenario he doesn't you you don't have to see him being your star guard but even if you just stash him away on the bench you just need bodies and Wolf's got none none yeah they really don't have any and it's not a good situation for the cards but I, I again a lot of them have just been like well it's his first year who really cares but I, I would not accept that I would not be all right with that. Another texter, 502-414-1450, says, all kidding aside, what's UofL's backcourt next season? How many guards do they actually have? Not many. Ellis. <laughs> they have a freshman, too, but he's hurt right now. That's a point guard. I forgot his name. Who's that? Me and one of my friends were talking Kamari about Lands? Uh, Kamari Lands could be a nice player for them in time. Maybe Jalen Withers could be okay. Devin Ray was an okay recruit, but like none, all of these guys you're talking about like sixth or seventh man, and you're these are starters. And yeah. in the this, I mean, Sidney Curry is not a great college basketball player. I hate. I don't want to be too rude or mean. I I would like him like as a sixth or seventh man myself. Good energy guy off the bench. I mean, he's a Lance Ware type, but he, you know. Yeah, he can't. He he couldn't defend me. And I'm not good, so they, they're gonna have they're gonna have some major like it could be, unless somebody just steps up or somebody's a lot better than I thought or, you know, Mike James is a guy that like you hear mentioned but nobody's seen him play basketball before. Who? Their guards are L. Ellis, Kamari Lands, and Mike James and Zambe. That's a joke. I mean, that's it's a joke, but it's not a joke. It's real, but it's funny. I really wanted Mike Jones to. Yeah, let's let's play some Mike Jones on the way out, Justin. Two one nine three three zero eight zero zero four. Justin, hit him with the request line. Yeah. Oh, come on. I've I've Uh, already got the song lined up. Intern Jacob, have you ever heard of Mike Jones music? No. Oh man, really missing out. Yeah, you You, are. You you, bump that on the way home. You'd really love it. You've heard. uh, I'm in love with the stripper, though, right? Name. Mike Jones. Uh, Yeah. Who? The artist. It's yeah. Both what's yeah. the song who, name? Like who is Mike Jones? Who is Mike Jones? Oh well, who's the artist? <laughs> real, 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 real who's on first? I feel like yeah. we're playing Jeopardy. Love Ralph, do you have any scoop about the direction for Kentucky football at QB after Will Levis? Any transfer possibilities to keep an eye on? It's kind of funny because I was I was sitting on the couch last night next to my father and I was like, all right, so how many Ohio State quarterbacks on here? Which one's going to transfer? Because <laughs> I was like, we could really use one after this. Uh, and they actually do have a former. Uh, he was he's from New Jersey. His name his last name is McCord. He was a top number twenty five player in the recruiting class. I don't know two years ago or something. He'll have two or three years of eligibility uh, remaining. But that that's the thing. Texture is, I mean, Will Levis. They didn't know about that until December, so I, you don't really know. I'm sure they've got their eyes on some some potential guys that they might think could end up hopping into the portal, but 
you you really don't know until it happens and you just hope that you can get a couple days heads up a couple days notice before the kid actually puts his name in the portal so you have a little bit of head start on the competition justin you can use this hypothetical for iu but just your own personal favorite team so roush kentucky it's you're going into next season you're going to get a, a quarterback transfer but you get to choose between choose your own adventure these two options one a backup at a blue blood high rated recruit just hasn't been able to crack the rotation he's ready for a new challenge or proven group of five quarterback he was like probably the third or second best quarterback in his conference he's been solid but has played on just bad teams and he's ready to take his talents to the big league but he's got the numbers to prove that he's ready for the jump which one are you taking scooter mcdingus I'm going to take the backup from the blue blood. If you're telling me mm. I can get a five-star that went to Ohio State two years ago and just hasn't gotten over C.J. Stroud, yeah, give me that guy. Okay. Good answer. Good answer. Roush, you doing the same? Oh, yeah. Well, especially if you look at the landscape, there. I, I was trying to think of any of – there's not many examples of the group of five guy that's taken the step up and had a ton of success elsewhere. That – because mostly they just realize I don't need to do that. Jake Hayner from Fresno State almost did that going to Washington last year. Um, you know, there was some rumors that Malik Willis might do that going into last year after first year at Liberty. But for the most part, there's a lot more proven quantities out there. I, I guess your best case scenario, TJ, for the former is a guy or from the group of five would be a guy like Dylan Gabriel who's going to Oklahoma this year. And he was already putting up outstanding numbers at UCF. So you feel like he's going to be a decent college quarterback. But I just – I like the upside a lot more. Uh, you, there's a chance you could get a guy like Hunter Johnson who was uh, a top-two recruit at Clemson, went to Northwestern and was garbage, absolute dog trash. Now he's back at Clemson as a backup. Um, it's kind of funny how that all works. He's the only transfer that Dabo's taken, by the way, and it's just because he started his career at Clemson. But there's a lot more cases to be made about guys like your Justin Fields or your uh, – uh, uh, what, what was the guy that went from Bama? Jalen Hurts. Like, there, there's a lot more of those guys out there uh, that I, I have faith in uh, than I would from a, a group of five guy who's probably got a ton of success playing against defenses that can just blow a coverage up. And, and you don't get that as much at the Power Five level. Well said. Took the words right out of my mouth. Uh, we got another summer radio question from a texter. We have an eight-year-old dog that's the best dog in the world. Low maintenance, that must be nice. My best friend and doesn't interfere with my weekend plans one bit, but also is jealous as hell. Oh, well, that's not low maintenance mm -hmm. then. We're just offered a somewhat expensive pup for free that my newly wed is dying to take on. It's an easily trainable breed, yada, yada, yada. She's out of town every other weekend for work in the fall. I golf every other weekend and have gone to every home UK football game for the past four years. Feels like that's not possible if we take on another. Do I say yes or no? English cream retriever is the dog to take on air. Don't read on air. Oh. <laughs> Whoops. Uh, don't take the dog. You don't need it. You, 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 you like... You're happy with your dog now. If jealousy is a problem, it's only going to get worse. Like if that's the one thing, this is how you create a problem for a, a seemingly low maintenance dog. So this, this is a tough. This is a tough question. Well, I think it ultimately comes down to are kids on the radar and how far in the distance in the radar. If you all think kids are coming, I'd say in the next two to three years, absolutely not. 
you'll just need to wait for your dog you've got to move on to the rainbow, cross the rainbow bridge, and then you all could do a new dog. The flip side, if kids are off in the distance, may not be a bad thing to have this eight-year-old dog kind of look after this pup, and it may be easier to raise your pup having a dog that kind of knows the lay of the land. The pup will follow that dog's lead, and it could make it a little bit easier. And secondly, if you got the pup right now, by football season, at least enough to like probably stay in a crate for a couple hours potentially, or at least enough where you could have maybe like a neighbor come let it out. I'm not really sure your situation, but if kids are anywhere on the horizon, absolutely not. Don't even mm-hmm. consider it. It's a non-starter. If no kids, hell yeah. Why not? Take it on, baby. Yeah. Um, I, I dealt with this situation recently and, uh, whew, breaking up dog fights sucks. Let's just say that texture. All right, I got I to gotta bring this up. This was a quick hitter I had. The Charlotte Hornets offseason. Montrez Harrell arrested for drug trafficking. Miles mm-hmm. Bridges, uh, he smoked a – he was smoking an illegal drug on Instagram, which is not a huge deal. But then when you get arrested for felony domestic violence, that is a big deal. So you can add that to the Miles Bridges. Uh, they – they drafted Jalen Duran, but traded him for lower picks in the future, which is just, just stupid. I didn't realize that. And then they hired a coach they fired after firing his replacement. Good season. Good offseason so far for the for the Hornets. Yeah, the, the coach thing was the funniest, where the coach actually did well with that, that young team. And they were like, let's just fire him and bring back the old has-been. That definitely didn't work at all before. Oh, yeah, the... The IRS or the Better Business Bureau should investigate NBA head coaches. Just the retread of like, yeah, you were a coach for six years and didn't really do anything at this place, but we like what we see from you. Come on aboard, baby. I mean, weren't the Hornets in the playoffs this year? Or the playing game, at least? I mean, it feels like they were going in the right direction. And they, have nice, just... they have nice pieces. Yeah. Um, it's it's just like, let's, let's bring back an old retread. Yeah. Okay, a texter says, Shepherdville listener here. Hey, all right. No, I don't have sandbags surrounding my house. Bags of corn busted open with maggots spewing out. No electricity, no water in my house. But I do live about 10 minutes from this guy. Wanted to correct Roush on his comment yesterday about it being downtown Shep. It's actually over in the flood zone of Shepherdville. Okay, okay. The area is called the Salt River. The houses in this area are basically on the banks of the Salt River there. So therefore, it floods a lot. It's lower end of shepherdsville is basically what i'm trying to say yeah yeah oh and i I know what you're talking about now on the other side of that flood wall oh man that's who in case Uh, you couldn't tell by the creature himself boarding his house up (laughs) take this dingus to scoots out of the river he can be named sandbag dingus (laughs) i like the name everything else going well in shepherdsville let us know it's a nice little spot a texter says, on pay- on painters wearing white, have you ever met a painter? They seem to me the elevator stopped just short of the top floor. <laughs> what a goofy must be the fumes. <laughs> I've never heard the elevator stop short of the top floor. That's pretty good. <laughs> I'm now thinking of a couple painters I know, and they are kind of goofy now that I think about it. <laughs> um. Texture on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450 says, I just finished up Stranger Things. It gave me the idea of KRC character comps. TJ is Dustin, the leader of the group, pretty likable, but is kind of a know-it-all nerd. Roush is Steve, the spacey jock, but everyone likes, which works, 
because the two of them have this strange bond friendship that just somehow works. JK is Will, mostly absent from the first season, trapped in the upside down, is the quiet one, but kind of keeps the group together. I struggle with intern Jacob, but I'm going to go with Billy, the hotshot transfer who thinks his poop don't stink and has an extremely punchable face, and like all interns, gets axed after one season. Bonus, Trevor is Mike and Nancy's dad. He's just kind of always there and has to be the most pointless character in the entire show. <laughs> that was awesome. Hey, I like well Nancy's done, dad. He's he's a hilarious he's a hilarious little uh, side side guy. That that was pretty good. We gosh, Stranger Things tomorrow, right? Oh yeah, that is, oh heck yes. Oh, that's awesome. Justin, we need a Stranger Things theme show tomorrow. <laughs> you all better send me some ideas. Well, really? really? Can't you look, can't you take you know? Isn't that a producer's job? Look it up. Take the time. I'll take the time. You're right. I would take Billy as a compliment, intern Jacob. Just, just play, take and run with it. But now I kind of feel like a douchebag. <laughs> well, like <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like like I don't actually hate gingers. I promise. Just remember, the left threw a fit for a coach praying on a sports ball field, and yet they encouraged children to attend parades of half-fully naked men dancing and giving money to drag queens doing strip shows. Plenty of hypocrisy to go around on both sides. Kirby, outside of DJ, looking at next year, I'm not seeing any top 30 prospects they're going to have a shot with. If they don't get DJ, this could spiral into the danger zone quickly for KP. Yeah, I agree with you, Kirby. Man. Uh, and, and I... I don't know. I think Louisville fans are just so ticked off for how tough things have been lately that they've got no tolerance or patience for rebuilds. So I do think it moved. I think it turned quick. Even with him being one of their own, I think it turned quickly. And I think it'd be an easy. There's too much UK stink on this guy, and he's st- he he's not he's not the answer. Mm-hmm. It, it'd be a quick turn. But the thing is, if they do get DJ, I think it'll keep the Wolves at bay at least until. DJ season at U of O, so it would buy him at least two full complete years, and then you could yeah. see what he's doing on the recruiting trail for year three and year four and whatnot. You got to remember, Penny hasn't really done much at Memphis, but Memphis fans they're just humming along because he gets and, good players. Yeah, yeah, and that and that's the part we're right now. He's can't even doing that, so he's got to at least get some guy. I mean, look look at their reaction to this football recruiting. Satterfield has been. As unlikable as any football coach they've had since Ron freaking Cooper. And yet all it takes is one recruiting class to get them to buy back in. So if you if you can get some guys, they'll they'll fall for it. Yeah. But he he they, they just haven't he hasn't done it yet. And understandably so. Early date games in Louisville will be fun. When do the tickets go on sale? Don't hold me to this. I think they're already on sale, but um I think Final Four tickets are on sale. So Final Four tickets were on sale. You'd think Elite Eight tickets would be. But I'll look it up after the show. I'll let you all know tomorrow. If they're not the one seed, do we fire Cal before the tournament? Oh, yeah. And it's going to be the Bruiser Flint show leading the charge into the big dance. Mm. Woohoo! I'm with TJ on this one. Mixing all the dipping sauces is gross. The salsa turns a weird color and the queso gets runny. Well, thank you. Uh, Texture says, it's Sleepy Teenager. Out of the four... Who would give the most highly fundamental closeout in basketball? I'm talking high hand, chopping feet, and a hard box out when the shot goes up. I'm a great boxer outer. I imagine Roush has more actual practice at the at the skill. But for my size as, as a guard, I was very – like I was going to box you into the wall until the whistle blew if we had to. Well, they're asking for the closeout, though. Um, 
Oh, close that, not box out. Close out going into the box out. The thing is, Texer, is I I was, in a former life, was good at that. Uh, now I don't care. I just run at people and I scream different things at them, like, just to try to mess with them because I'm an old man and I don't. I'm yeah. not going to waste energy closing to out. To answer your question, it's me. I'm only closing out to get a head start getting down on transition on the other end. My closeout instantly goes into a fast break, so our yes. team better have gotten that rebound. And, hey, then I'm your outlet guy. A texter says, sex? I think you mean whoopee. Oh, I'm that's sure true. Apologies. Yeah. Oh. My sister-in-law, her sister and mom went to Atlanta to film. They did not do well. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that probably got to go somewhere, though, yeah. for it. Because I, I can't tell you how many families. Yeah, we got all. We're on the wait list. We just got to get the call. We they liked us. They thought Grandma was hilarious. John here. Good. It's two questions Thursday morning. Question one: Tell me, are you more about the cookout and food or the fireworks when it comes to Fourth of July? Cookout Definitely and food. food. Yeah, it's not, yeah. I can't believe I believe you can't do much on an empty stomach. So bring on the food. Question two, besides Oscar, who's the most important player on the basketball roster this season? We'll got to go talk to you later. Case and Wallace. Yeah. Yeah. Perry teams have to have stars. We're expecting him to be a top five, top 10 draft pick. Be a star, Kaysen. Yeah. So, Case and Wallace, John. Same. Hey fellas, yeah. Brad from Bellbrook here with D Beckworth transferring to Kentucky. Do you think Justice Dongle starting fullback spot is in jeopardy? I think it's Dingle. <laughs> He's currently my favorite player on the roster, and I'm going to be super bummed if he doesn't play this year. Good question. Ralph um, You're Tell probably going to be bummed, Brad. Probably going to be bummed. I mean, they're, oh. they're both going to play some, but you're probably going to be bummed, Brad. Say it ain't so for Justice Dongle. Big Blue Drew here. Nobody cares about the rough life of the Oldham County School District intern. Suck it. Wow. <laughs> he said, he said okay. Bad I defended you. Story. I defended you, Big Blue Drew. He says he feels bad now, though, so you can forgive um, him. A texter says, um, I was on that bus, intern Jacob. <laughs> Who? What is your name? <laughs> okay. Red Power Raid Zero, just admit. No, can't say that. No. I have to move a little pace unless you all are saving some text for tomorrow. All right, that's <laughs> that was text. nice. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody have a great Thursday. Thanks for all the text into the show. We're going to have a 4th of July fireworks special show tomorrow. Stranger Things special, 7 a.m. You're not going to want to miss it. A lot of y'all are going to be driving across the country. Listen to us on podcast if you can't listen live. Uh, two hours of fun. It'll go by just like that, and we'll be there at 7 a.m. to get it all started. Thanks, everybody. Have a great day. TJ Walker, Nick Rouse, Justin Kalen. Okay.